we said. The Press Box. And welcome in again. Plenty of room for you here inside the Press Box. And Mike Grace from my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers with today's Press Box podcast. Uh, what we offer up is just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama. Want to find out where? We'll visit our website, pressboxradio.com. On the affiliates page there, you can check the uh, map and find out where the station is nearest you. Also check the episodes page to hear the show on demand, hour by hour, or simply press the listen button to hear the Press Box anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's all online at pressboxradio.com. All right, today's podcast, yours truly a little bit fired up as my Atlanta Braves head into the National League Championship Series. They got there after a dramatic win over the Milwaukee Brewers to take the National League Division Series. A home run in the eighth inning from Freddie Freeman was the difference, and it was called by the voice of the Braves on the Braves Radio Network. That's Ben Ingram, who joins us inside the press box. First pitch, fly ball, deep center, going back Kane at the wall, and it's Freddie Freeman and the voice of the Braves radio network as Ben Ingram called that eighth inning home run from the reigning National League most valuable player. Uh, got a little help from Joe Simpson on that call as well, which is perfectly fine. You typically don't want your you know, your partner you're stepping on you, but boy, that was perfect. Joe, Joe just jumped right in there, Ben. What a great call, and gosh, what a great season it has been, man. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, you got it. You know, some moments are just worth the other guy jumping in, and oh, yeah. I, I love how we kind of harmonized there. Yes, it actually, yes. It yes. actually sounded a lot better than I thought it would sound. It was absolutely perfect, man, and uh, appreciate you sharing that with us, courtesy of the Braves Radio Network. And again, Ben, we've talked throughout this season. Um, I, I look back and, and think a year ago you called a National League Championship Series but did so off a TV monitor. Uh, now we've got fans back in the stands, and we've talked several times throughout this year. Uh, at one time, the team just trying to find a way to get to 500. Uh, another time when the team was finally beginning to put some wins together, uh, they pull off a fourth straight National League East Division title and now are in the NLCS for the second straight year. This has to be so much fun for you and your Braves Radio Network team make, uh, teammates, man. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it's been a, a very unpredictable odyssey through the season, to, to say the least. I mean, going through the first four months of the year, I know this much. I mean, going back to the first four months while the team wasn't doing all that well, we were, we were thrilled just to be uh, calling uh, 162 games and back to a 162-game season. I've, I've thought a lot on, on what it was like back in April and May and the reality of, of being in a normal season and, and normal situation rather than what we had last year with 60 games. And then once we started traveling again in August with the team and, and broadcasting on the road, that made it all real. And, and that was thrilling at that point. But uh, up until that point, the team had not played good baseball. So to see what they've done over the last two months has been really miraculous. Um, I think what they've done is they've reached the, the, the level of expectation that we thought that they could reach. However, they've done it in a manner that none of us could have predicted. I mean, losing so many key players, having so many injuries, it, it would have been very easy for this team to, to send the white flag up the pole and say, this just isn't our year. And let's try again next year once we have Mike Soroka and Travis Darno for a full season and Ronald Acuna, et cetera. So. Uh, to me, the story of the season is Alex Anthopoulos and the, and the moves that he made at the deadline to make this team what they uh, became in the final two months of the season. So it has been absolutely thrilling to see what they have done. And uh, while this team only won 88 games during the regular season, to me, how you finished is significantly more important. And this team finished extremely well, and they played their best baseball in October. And that makes you feel like they got a real shot at this thing. 
And you were answering my question uh, along the way there is not every team gets it right midseason or the trade deadline or in the event of injury, but uh, give the credit where it's due because Jock Peterson was a really good get when Ronald Acuna goes down and two games back, not the highlight we just heard, but the game prior, he was the hero with that home run. Yeah, he was. And that, that was an interesting move when the Braves got Jock. I, I think that what that did was it allowed them to take one step forward but not really put both feet in when it came to the trade deadline. Braves yeah. needed an outfielder. They needed an outfielder before Ronald Acuna was injured. They had outfield depth issues. And to go out there and get Jock when they did, that helped, and the team was able to play good enough baseball to where that gave Alex the the – uh, the confidence that he could go all in at the deadline and go make three or four other deals, and he did, and that put this team on track for for what they have accomplished. And and having Jock, that is such a key move, I, I think, for, for multiple reasons, not just for, for allowing the team to feel the confidence that they needed at the trade deadline, but also for the big moments that he supplied down the stretch and in the second uh, uh, in, in, here in, in the postseason. Once we've gotten into the postseason, he's been tremendous. This guy has come through in so many big moments in his career. He has 11 postseason home runs. That is an extraordinary number to me. Uh, that is that is an ability to do things when, when they are at, at their peak in terms of importance. And uh, I, I think that's a trait that is so rare. I think there are a lot of guys who think they have that trait, but maybe they don't. And, and Jock clearly does. And the way that Brian Snitker put it to us the other day was spot on. He says, this guy doesn't have a heartbeat. In other words, he doesn't get nervous. He doesn't see the the uh, enormity of, of the moment and, and, and cower in that moment. He just treats it like any other moment and goes out there relaxed and loose and gets the job done. And the, the moments that he has had in this postseason have been enormous. And that three-run home run the other night, to me, uh, outside of the, the home run by Freddie a couple of nights ago, is the biggest moment the Braves had that series. And Ben, it's been fun to listen to his new Braves teammates talk about adding jock to that locker room and what that has meant just his his looseness not aloofness mind you but but just loose and taking every day as it is he's been he's been a big help to that locker room yeah he has and i thought dansby put it in a really good way the other day when he said jock is not going to allow the environment to dictate who he is in other words he's going to be who he is no matter who's around him where he is uh, i think that that's something that these guys in the clubhouse enjoy they like having a guy who's come through in the postseason that's for sure but he's a veteran and he shows up and he gets the job done and he is as colorful as they come and when you're winning baseball games that's great um i, I go back to that line in bull durham where he where he talks about um, your shower shoes have fungus on them. <laughs> Once you've won 20 games in the show, yeah. you can do that, and you're colorful. <laughs> Until then, you're nothing. So <laughs> this guy has done something in the show, to say the least. He's been a really good player for a long time, and therefore he can be as colorful as he wants to be, and it's really celebrated and, and something that those guys at the clubhouse really enjoy having. Ben Ingram is the voice of the Braves, the largest Major League Baseball radio network, in fact. Uh, ben Gray with some great calls. Ben Ingram already this year. Uh, I want to ask you who you like first. I want to ask you, though, is is my note correct? Does it match with yours that it's a winner-take-all Dodgers and Giants, but it, I think it marks the first time or this is the most combined wins between two teams in the history of Major League Baseball when the Giants and uh, Dodgers match up tonight. 
Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't surprise me at all, especially in the divisional round. I mean, it's one thing if you have two 100-win teams meeting in the World Series. I think you'd expect yeah. that if you have a National League team and an American League team that are both off the charts to meet in the World Series. Uh, maybe something like that along the lines has happened. But to see this in the divisional series for two teams out of the same division, that's, that's remarkable. Here's the thing that really blows me away. These two teams aren't brand new. I mean, these two franchises go back into the 1800s. And they both had the best season they have ever had win-wise this season. Uh, that's wow. remarkable to me that it would happen simultaneously. Yeah. And, and one is going to win the division and the other is going to be a second-place team uh, to where if the Dodgers win, even though they had 106 wins during the regular season, they won't have home field advantage. The Braves are an 88-win team. If the Dodgers win tonight, then that's a 106-win team that will go on the road and not have home field advantage. That's pretty uh, incredible to me. So that matchup tonight is going to be for everything. I mean, these two teams went back and forth all year. The Dodgers could never catch them. They lost by one game, and now they finally have one more opportunity to catch them, and the Dodgers – I uh, have not been able to overcome the Giants. Anytime it's come down to it, even if it's just a game lead during the regular season, the Giants held them off, and they're looking to hold them off one more time. And, and I think that this really plays out pretty favorable for the Braves, at least as favorable as, it, as it, you could have asked for, because whomever wins tonight will have one day off tomorrow. They will have exhausted a lot of their pitching over the course of this five-game series with the other team, and then they'll walk into here with – um, a, a team that's going to have a bunch of relievers that have worked a lot. Meanwhile, the Braves, on the other hand, will have multiple off days and roll into it as fresh as they can possibly be with Max Freed game one and Charlie Morton game two. So not saying that means that the Braves win the series, but if you're looking for a favorable beginning, that's about as much as you could ask for for Atlanta. Maybe it's just me, but I'm hoping the uh, Giants and Dodgers play about 25 innings tonight. Is, uh, is that's one a great one. idea. Yeah, just use everybody. <laughs> Position what... players pitching and everything. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm pulling for. He is Ben Ingram of the Braves Radio Network. Ben, I'm going to borrow a couple of numbers I picked up from a fantastic article Jason Stark wrote uh, for The Athletic. And when it comes to Braves fans, longtime storied history of Braves baseball, you go to the list of go-ahead hits in the eighth inning or later, to clinch any postseason series. Everybody remembers 92 NLCS. Francisco Cabrera drove in Sid Bream to beat the Pirates and, and move on to the World Series. Freddie's eighth inning home run the other night off Josh Hader. That completes the list. The only two times that a go-ahead hit in the eighth or later to clinch a postseason win in this long Braves history. It was a special, special moment there at Truist Park on uh, uh, the other night. It did lots of things in my mind. I think, number one, it was one of the greatest moments in Braves franchise history. And that might seem uh, like a bit much just a few days later, but it's it's the case, I feel. I yeah. think that's one of the biggest home runs that this franchise has ever had. Number two, I think for a certain generation of Braves fans, for fans who might be 30 years old and younger, that's probably the biggest home run they have ever seen uh, from a Braves player. Uh, I, I think for, for a lot of us that are, are from another generation, you've seen moments that are equally as big, uh, certainly some bigger moments when you go back to 95 or, or even 92, 91. Uh, but I think for a certain generation of Braves fans, the youngest generation of Braves fans, that's the biggest home run they've ever seen. And then finally, I think what that did was uh, that, that really – 
um, top the list, in my opinion, of legendary moments for Freddie Freeman. I think that he is on his way to a Hall of Fame career. I think if he stays with the Braves his entire career, number number one day, uh, number five will be retired up there uh, amongst the other numbers that are retired down the left field line. And when it comes to legendary players, you need legendary moments. That was a legendary moment for Freddie Freeman. It was such a legendary moment that he did some things that are so uncharacteristic of him. Uh, his celebration around the base paths, we never see that from Freddie. Uh, not just a curtain call, but uh, an energetic, powerful curtain call. He couldn't wait to get to the top of those steps and face the crowd <laughs> and throw his hands up in the air. We've never seen that kind of emotion out of Freddie Freeman. Uh, so it really took him to another place in that moment that was so uniquely his. And, and I think when it comes to Freddie Freeman, uh, you would hope that there are still some great moments left ahead for him, not just in his career, but specifically this season in the next round and then obviously the World Series if he can get there. But I think when it comes to moments for a legendary player, that's as big a moment as he has ever had and really stamped his legacy uh, for this team and, and, and in this town. I think he's one of the all-time greats for this franchise, and he needed a moment like that, and he's definitely had it. It wouldn't have mattered who the pitcher was. It was a monumental blow, but considering it came off of Josh Hader, this is another stat from Jason Stark's article, 228 pitches that Josh Hader threw to left-handed hitters this season. 228 number of hero uh, home runs, zero. Nada, but that 229th pitch went to Freddie Freeman, and he did not miss it. (laughs) And and that's the magic of the postseason. I mean, when you get to that point, you're getting their team's best against your team's best. You you pray for those opportunities. You want those opportunities because that's what it's going to come down to. You've, you've, you've played for the last seven and a half months. You went through spring training. You went through the grind of 162 games. These are the teams left standing, and the teams that are left standing have great players. Uh, and, and you got to see arguably the best closer in the game versus one of the best hitters in the game, uh, the reigning MVP, and that's what you want in October. Series on the line, your best, my best best who can execute who gets over the top and it was freddie freeman and uh those are the moments that you love during the season uh but in the postseason it's amped up even further and when you get their best against your best and your guy comes through what a legendary moment that is final minute with ben ingram of the braves radio network ben we would be remiss if we did not mention this braves pitching staff the rotation of max freed charlie morton ian anderson and how about the bullpen combo chavez mentor jackson matzik smith they go 13 and two-thirds over the course of this nlds and do not allow a single run how big was that yeah, it was big. I, I love those drama-free innings from the relievers. I feel like we didn't have too many of those during the regular season. No, so no. these are welcome with open arms right now, Yeah, um, especially from Will Smith. But those guys are huge. They want to be out there, and they don't care about rest or anything like that. They feel like that. those are their roles, and if they get that situation, uh, it didn't matter if they threw 30 pitches the day before. They want to be right back out there the next day and get the job done again. And uh, They played as, as big a role in the success over the Brewers as any other element of this ball club. Who do you like tonight, Dodgers and Giants? I, I feel like I'm supposed to say the Dodgers just because I feel like they've been the more complete team, the better team. But you know what? I got to go with what we've seen all year. I'm a big fan of patterns. And every single time it's come down to it, the Giants have held them off. And I have to believe that they'll do that again tonight. Uh, I'm a big fan of Logan Webb. I think he's got really good stuff. And, and I think uh, uh, Urias is a tremendous pitcher as well. In fact, he might be my pick for Cy Young in the National League, oddly enough. But I'm going to go San Francisco, and I'm thinking the Braves are going to be on a plane tomorrow morning about 11 o'clock to head to San Francisco. That would be if the Giants win tonight. And if so, then, yes, we start in San Francisco. Braves come home to Truist Park on Tuesday for what would be game three of that series. Should the Dodgers win tonight, 
when the series starts in Atlanta on Saturday. So we'll watch forward to that and uh, look forward to hearing our buddy Ben Ingram on the call on the Braves Radio Network. Our thanks to him for joining us inside the press box and on the podcast. Hey, if you like what you hear, a couple things you can do for us. You can, again, rate us, review us, and subscribe so you get the brand new additions every time they come out. And if you tell a friend about us, that would be awesome as well. They can find us wherever they find their favorite podcast, Apple and Google, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. We're everywhere. Just simply search for Press Box Radio 1. Have them search Press Box Radio and the number one to find the Press Box podcast. All right, a weekend of college football ahead. We'll talk about that tomorrow inside the Press Box. For Chris Stewart, J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on a Friday.